Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen Podcast. The podcast that does everything horror, and what better way to ignite this statement by doing another episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's right. Going back to basics, I am Rip, and as always, I'm joined by... Jumbie. We are discussing what is arguably the scariest episode of this TVY7 show that we watch called Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah. That's right. Arguably because, I mean, I don't think so. But some people out there think so. (laughs) And I can kind of see why. I mean, it's just two right against each other. The Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? In the season, though, like in this, not season, just in the show in general. What's the scariest episode that we've seen so far up until this point? Was it this one? Ooh, I mean, I I threw a hardball at you. You did. I was not prepared for that. This. I know what I think is scariest. Scariest entity, for sure. Because that costume. That's that's real. Practical effects. Yeah, that was a costume. And they made this entity look like a freaking corpse coming back I to think life to kill when you. They were filming it, it was gonna be just like, you know, oh there's a ghost, just pretend something's there, and then something really came. That's how real it looked. <laughs> My scariest episode has to be um I think I wanna say Zebo. Because I hate clowns. But there was something even scarier than that. I mean, there's a lot. We covered a lot. <laughs> the no, it's not Zebo. What am I thinking? I'm crazy. It's um the comic book one, my favorite. Oh, one. the ghastly grinner. The ghastly grinner. That's my favorite one. That one scares me every time. The Joker smiles crazy. The, the blue truth, stuff yeah, always the... gets me. Yeah, that always gets me. That is the scariest episode, bar none. That is it. Well, this is pretty to up me. there, like in terms of the costume department, like to make yeah. you feel like something's off. Do you know what's interesting? What the tale of the ghastly grinner the kid who told it who like plays eddie in the future at ed and eddie mm-hmm. i think i think that was him actually i could be confusing somebody else but whatever that kid who, put, who was in that episode he had like a grungy greasy haired look and he told a story where the special effects were super good and now we have a new character in this episode with a grungy, greasy-haired kid who told a story about <laughs> yes. something that has really good practical effects. I, there's a connection there. If you got greasy hair, you're telling a good story with a scary, practical monster. You are correct. <laughs> two for two. If it happens three times, it's a it's a thing. <laughs> but yeah, I so mean, yeah. this is the '90s. Grunge was the thing. Yeah, not washing your hair was a style. It was yeah. a choice yeah. back then. Yeah. Not having shampoo. It was so gross. I need, th- That guy needs to cut his hair. The guy we're talking about, obviously, is the newest member to the Midnight Society. Um, like we talked about last time, and to you know, my surprise, Frank is gone. Frank's <laughs> last episode was the one we did last week, or whenever you listen to it. And uh, that sucks. I really miss... Frank, I can't. Yeah. I have to say, I miss his presence there. Yeah, he was a great, like, antagonistic force that's just not there anymore. Yeah, uh, it 
it was if they feel like something is missing but yeah. i mean it's just that's how it was in the 90s too right like a lot of characters just up and left and with no explanation there's no ceremony to it it's just like hey frank's not here he moved over. there's one-liners that throw him away and nobody gets sad about it everyone's like yeah i don't care any of you leave won't bother me yeah <laughs> oh, just I'm... like damn Betty Ann's like, I don't care about any of you. And she smiles. <laughs> <laughs> but Frank's replacement, like Jumpy said, the grunge looking Stig, who is the friend of Tucker, who who's grown. His voice changed. Mm-hmm. He is He has a friend now. Yeah. He's growing up. Yeah. A lot of new stuff for him. But of course, I right off the bat, they're like Oh, it's Tucker's friends. Uh, we'll take a pass. Like you guys even met him yet? Look, it's my friend Stig. And Kiki's like, oh, oh. She almost like threw up right there. He also t- they took the mask off him, so he couldn't find out where their secret forest is. I guess forest. <laughs> and he immediately <laughs> gave Kiki an unwanted kiss on the cheek, which is something that you wouldn't see today. Mm-hmm. And I know at the time, I guess. That wasn't as weird. They kind of played it like it was weird, but it's extra weird in today's times. Yeah. So he's a he's a real greaseball. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he's just trying to make him the most, like as sleazy as you can get for a kid in, in his early teens. The thing I don't like about Stig, other than his name being Stick with a G, <laughs> is that he does these things that are obviously going to upset people. And he's like, oh, here we go. I lost the popularity contest. Nobody likes me. Like, <laughs> shut up. You're obviously, if you're going to be a, a douche, like, own it at least. Like, don't act surprised when you get repercussions. I mean, he said, he's like, I thought we were here to tell a good story and not win a popularity contest, which is a callback to Frank. Frank said it in the first episode. Damn, dude, why'd he leave? That hurt. I don't know. <laughs> that hurt this Frank thing. was like a, a bully. He wasn't. <laughs> I'm gonna kiss you at random times, kind of guy. I'd rather Frank in the in the team. I don't like Stig that much. <laughs> I mean, also greasy. I don't like how he's so greasy. It's hard, man. Frank was a great, great person. And this is the polar opposite of Frank. Yeah. But and um, but we like Stig. To... Obviously, I don't like Stig. Do you like Stig? Let's see. How do you feel about Stig? Let's see. I'll tell you at episode like six. <laughs> really? You're reserving judgment? I am reserving judgment. We just met him. He told a good story. First impressions. I mean. I mean, first impressions. It's like it, it definitely is Tucker's friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted the team to be like, in their little huddle, huddle, be like, look, we barely agreed to let Tucker on here. I'm actually kind of doubting it. Should we not? Just... <laughs> Do you think there were like. Like, statement skipping toward the end because, like, he tells the whole story. But, like, mm-hmm. they were doing the big huddle. They were talking about it. Do you think they were, like, about to say yes? And then he tried to eat the midnight dust. And they're like, <laughs> oh, my God, this fucking idiot. I don't want to say yes. Yeah, Gary, Gary was straight up just like, yo, I'm about to just shut this whole project down. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, Tucker, Tucker, stop defending it. I'm about to kick you out, Tucker. You're only here because you're your little brother. I swear to God, you're going to go the way that Frank did. <laughs> Uh, Our parents are going to move and I'm going to be here and we're not going to explain <laughs> it. That's what's going to happen, Tucker. Yeah, exactly. But um, 
I was like, yeah, well, and you know, through the whole story, Stig's story was good enough for him to stay, but not good enough for him to be a permanent member. His personality is just what's holding him back, mm-hmm. you know. I will, yeah, I will say Stig's story, if we're judging just by the story, was strong enough to keep him. Mm-hmm. But this is a commitment by all of them to hang out with somebody every single week mm-hmm. and spend their time with. I mean, it can't all just be about the story. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. You're forming a little friend group here, so yeah. But I imagine. Mm-hmm. Imagine, right? Imagine. Imagine Kristen's reaction. Oh, I feel like she's thick. I feel like she'd be like, uh, but let's give him a chance, you know? Yeah? Yeah. And, well, how would Kristen's forgettable boyfriend react? Because I forgot his name already. It was uh, David. Yes, it was David. I was going to say Eric. Yeah. Remember that guy? <laughs> yeah, it was. No, I don't remember Eric. <laughs> oh, man. Um,. No, nah, he did. He did a good episode. What was it? Dark music. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah. I don't know how he would react because he barely had a personality. But Kristen, <laughs> she would probably give him a chance. Yeah, but they're all disgusted by him. But she... they can't deny the fact that he told a good story, and that's why they're giving him a chance. Prop, mm-hmm. prop up, and you know Tucker's gonna be like, "Hey, you, you almost fucked it up. Like, shut the fuck up." And all right. And stop with the kissing thing, all right? It's weird. It's weird. We talked about that. And then he kisses him on the cheek. Stop it. If Frank was here, he'd he'd kick the shit out of Stink. <laughs> if Frank was here, Stink wouldn't be here in the first place. I know. But like if in the scenario where someone else left and Stink came in, Frank would beat the shit out of him. And and I it's feel it. and I think they wanted to name the guy Stink. I think they did, and they got pushed back. Yeah, or bad. somebody made a typo on the script. <laughs> they just ran with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody names their child Stig. <laughs> I don't know what the... I guess they wouldn't name him Stink either, but it's at least a, it's at least a word. I'm guessing, like, uh, it's it's a nickname. Like, I don't know, but I don't know what name has... Last Stig. name's, like, Stigakowski or something? Like <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Jonathan Stigakowski, aka Stig. That's something they would do in the 80s. I don't know about the 90s. It says here it's unclear whether Stig is his first name or just a nickname. <laughs> if it is writing about it, if it's his first real first name, it may be of Scandinavian heritage, since Stig is a common Scandinavian first name for males. However, if it's only his nickname, it may come from the term stigma as he is marked an outsider for his notable lack of hygiene. Wow. Are you afraid of the dark wiki, everybody? Love it. Sorry, Scandinavia. <laughs> all these things out there. You're great people. <laughs> I just don't know anything about your culture. Anyway, Stig figures, coming in, he figures he needs to impress everybody, so he's going to give it his best shot. And he starts <laughs> us off with, Many people do not like the way he is, and they always tell him to clean up his act, but that sometimes things are the way they are for a reason, and that making changes that shouldn't be made can lead to a whole mess of trouble. What the fuck does that have to do with the story? It's a great question. (laughs) I think he was just trying to tie in how I'm different, feel bad for me because everyone judges me. 
but you know how many people have things about <laughs> them that they can't change that they get made fun of and this kid's trying to get sympathy because he doesn't want to take a shower <laughs> like you could fix it today you can go in the river because i'm assuming that forest has a river and just wash your hair a little bit and you'll be fine but he just doesn't want to do it it gets i'm supposed of, to feel bad for this kid he gets some parasite that just sleeps into his skin from his scalp <laughs> just... maybe he'll eat up all that grease because <laughs> something has to your skin's looking just... so nice and shiny what happened uh... i don't know it's such a 90s thing where it's like, oh, my big problem is something I could change. Oh, I'm ugly. I have glasses and a ponytail. You could take it off. Like, it doesn't, it's stupid. It's dumb. It's the same thing, but with a little boy, I guess, where it's like, just take a shower and you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of not another teen movie. <laughs> the, you know what? This Even his story has something like that where it's like, ah, oh, this kid's a nerd. But like it's because he's wearing glasses, and when he takes it off, he starts to get all the ladies. It's just like okay. <laughs> well, he was getting the ladies before the glasses. You know what I mean? Yeah, something was going on with that. Stig has a real, real good story. I don't know. I like that. It was actually refreshing to see. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. they're fighting over this kid because <laughs> he's you know he's a cute kid who knows about science. But he grabs the midnight dust, throws it into the midnight fire, submitted for the approval of the midnight society. Cause a story, the tale of the dead man's floats. Right, the tale of the dead man's floats. Interesting five. name too. Episode one. It's a good one. How many? How many like rewrites do you think they had to do before they got dead man's float? Because they couldn't get dead like water demon out of their head. <laughs> no, I think they were trying to do more hardcore stuff, and it just kept getting sent back. Like no, no. Mm-hmm. Like and dead- hardcore stuff, indeed, they did. Like, uh, what was it? Dead Men Don't Float, you know? Like, that's a hardcore name that I feel like, like, they get, I got sent back and, like, find this dead man's float. Fuck it. <laughs> there may be, is Ericsson a Scandinavian name? Because the guy who plays, oh, never mind. That's not connected at all. That's not Zeke. <laughs> never mind. The guy who plays, uh, Stig is Zeke Cody. Is, is like Scandinavian, I think. Yeah. Uh, anyway, oh by the way, I just saw a picture of how he how he looks like as an adult, no. and mm. he looks exactly like how you think he would uh look like. <laughs> what greasy hair? Oh yeah, you're right. I can't even see his hair. He's wearing a cap. <laughs> he looks exactly the same though. <laughs> He's older. That's the that's the thing about having like you know a rounder face. Mm-hmm. Like as you age. You don't really see it until you become like an extremely old person. Like you, you look the same pretty much yeah. as you get older. So this story that Stig is telling starts off in 1954, yeah. and this is an important part. It's it's 1954 in this school with a pool, and a lifeguard is watching this little boy. Um, well, he's supposed to be watching a little boy, but you could tell this is just all a ruse. Um, so he could just make out with his sister because it's just the three of them there. And the two of them went to somewhere private while this little boy is swimming. Now, unbeknownst to them, a, a weird figure comes out, grabs the little boy, and he starts drowning. The The lifeguard runs in, and he tries to save him but then we just cut to a bunch of 
bubbles coming from the bottom of the pool and then now we're in the future by the way that kid that kid his name Mm -hmm. is joe joe before he got pulled under he smelled rotten eggs or something smelly in the air but Mm -hmm. that boy joe is who died that died that's confirmed Mm-hmm. That is Jay from uh, Jay Burrow Show from This Is The End. What? And How to Train Your Dragon went into really Tropic the Thunder. like writing partner of Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. That's him. Yep, he does look little there. It looks <laughs> like him. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> wow, he could be like the live action version of How I Met Your Dragon guy. <laughs> And he's Canadian, so it makes sense that he... Okay, wow. That's pretty cool. He gets to be like, I'm one of the only people ever that actually died on Are You Afraid of the Dark? (laughs) It's crazy. That's my claim to fame, not all my other work. (laughs) So he's on that short list of celebrity guests on that show. Mm -hmm. Or kid that started off. Kids that start off and become famous. Mm-hmm. From Marie Fred. That's back. really sick though. That's awesome. <laughs> and yes, and he played that part to perfection. Mm-hmm. He was a prodigy. He did it start to finish. I was scared for him. He died. I felt bad for him. Yeah. That's how it this was. is one of the only episodes we remember or somebody actually dying, like on screen. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean they didn't show him drowning, but like Well, they did. They just didn't show like the didn't show his face turned blue or anything but like he died yeah i mean it's already for the dark we've we've had a couple times where people have shown are are like confirmed dead like uh the tail of the red bicycle ricky yeah i love ricky (laughs) see that this one are the only ones i remember there where it's like someone died i think there was like a couple more but it's um i mean they should go with that episode's trend and just call like the pool like <laughs> you know dead joey lane or something stupid. <laughs> dead joey's pool dead joe's community pool i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one yeah. um dude what was that one with the that sounds like a franchise dead <laughs> joe's <Whoa. Look> <laughs> But the, that sounds like a dude like who lost his voice to smoke his too, too many cigarettes. Welcome to Dead Joe's. <laughs> Welcome to Dead Joe's. How's it going? <laughs> Y'all it's want some burgers, nice. some cheeseburgers? <laughs> I was gonna say they're like a Long John's, silver, whatever. Like <laughs> that that place that sells fish sticks and fish sandwiches. You know, everybody loves. Them. I love the memes about it. It's like, who the fuck goes here? And why is why is it around? <laughs> That's I see those, but for Arby's because nobody actually goes there. You don't go to Arby's. My, nobody goes to Arby's. My favorite, favorite one, and I still chuckle to this one is somebody was like, "There was there was a meme, and it said, and it, this is a fact: Arby's just spent four billion dollars, uh, to uh, billion? buy four billion dollars. Where'd they get that? To buy <laughs> four billion to buy Buffalo Wild Wings, and they own it now." And somebody responded with, where the fuck did Arby's get $4 billion? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's super nat- no, Where the fuck did they get $4 billion? That, that is money laundering. That is <laughs> whatever. Arby's is owned by a mobster for sure. <laughs> there is no way they made $4 billion. Somebody look into that, officers who listen. Yeah, right. If, if, if Arby's was going to get caught, they would have got caught already. They own the police. 
Because that's one of those. We no. got the meats. And you know what the meats are made of? <laughs> Snitches. <laughs> that's one of those things where you look into Arby's and at some point you run into somebody that's like, don't dig further. <laughs> just just walk away right just now. Take, take this pastrami and roasted beef sandwich and leave with your life. <laughs> I, it's weird for a fast food place to sell like deli meat sandwiches like i just i don't and know profit. it feels weird and it profit. feels weird yeah i mean i guess subway is considered fast food i mean kind of but Subway's not in the same way like, there's a way. grill but they're not the selling they're not selling like roast beef like who does that nobody does that that subway does sell roast beef they sell roast beef at subway roast beef sandwiches yeah they get the deli. No, they don't yes no way yeah <laughs> I'll go there and check. <laughs> I'll go there for the first time in like 10 years and check. Oh, man. Yes. I'll order right now. Subway sells roast beef sandwiches, Chubby. <laughs> well, they suck too, so that makes sense. <laughs> but... yeah, they, they have definitely don't have $4 billion anymore. <laughs> they do sell roast beef, guys. You heard they it live. Do. You heard it live. That's so weird. It's just not something I would expect a fast food place to serve. But, you know, Subway doesn't have a drive-thru, so I wouldn't consider it fast food. You're fast food if you have a drive-thru. And Arby's has a drive-thru that nobody uses. It's always <laughs> empty. If you ever see your local Arby's, <laughs> you can tell there's nobody there. You could drive through and just, like, wake up the employee that li- that works there if you have the time for it. See, or what, order a water. What, to your point, what Subway does not have, the Arby's has, and not a lot of other franchises have this that are like fast food, is brisket. Drive through. Brisket? Brisket. Okay. And there's some, just something weird to do fast food brisket, in my opinion. Do they have it frozen in the back? How, when do they prepare that brisket? That's the thing that makes it weird. You know what, though? It might just be like, maybe because we're not used to Arby's for where we live, but other places are used to like fast food chains like that. I don't know. Maybe there. I mean, isn't. it's not like we don't have a lot of successful fast food places here. It's what just Arby's. Yeah. Anyway. You know what's real successful here? Tim Hortons. That's right. Go down to <laughs> Tim Hortons. Get yourself a nice donut. <laughs> Best coffee in the world. <laughs> just kidding. We love America. We run on Dunkin'. <laughs> I run on Starbucks. <laughs> oh, this guy's from a very specific part of America. You know the part. <laughs> everywhere. They're fucking everywhere. You can go to a Starbucks across the street and there's another Starbucks. It's actually crazy that Dunkin' Donuts exists and is so powerful when Starbucks is around because I thought they would have the monopoly on it. Mm. Is it that's the only big providers, Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks for coffee? There's In a, America, there's no. I mean, make all the fast food chains jumped on it. Right. Well, they have it, but they're not like we sell coffee, you know. McDonald's tried like, that. McDonald's like we also sell coffee. That's <laughs> not their thing. Okay, but then Krispy Kreme, you know, that's one. Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh Yeah, I'm not a Krispy Kreme guy. I'm not a donut person, so. I get you. All right. Let's get back to this. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so the story starts and. Nobody's eating a donut or Arby's or anything like that. Ugh. 
No, because we're in a fantasy land where those things don't <laughs> exist because it's perfect. So we um, fast forward to the future, 1994. Um, yeah. We're in a chemistry class with Zeke the Geek. Matthews. He's a geek because he wears glasses, obviously. And he's making a volcano, but he got his calculations wrong. And <laughs> they, uh, it exploded and he got chastised by a science teacher. <sighs> I hate this. I hate this. This episodes like this that are, that show science class like this make every kid ever think that's what science class is going to be all the time. Are we going to make a bob today? Like <laughs> that's all they ever think it's going to be. And what? they go in and they learn actual science and they learn from a book or whatever. They're like, "What is this? this is so boring." Everybody has to make the same joke. Teach, do you know how to make Beth? <laughs> <laughs> well, after Breaking Bad, which for some reason all the youth have seen, and <laughs> he watches anything. Um, no parental supervision ever. But the custodian comes in, cleans the place up, and we get oh, introduced yeah. to these two girls, Greta and Clarice, and they're both on the swim team. And Greta has a crush on him. Greta, he's like a cute little puppy, but Clarice was I'm like. Nah, he, he's such a geek. He's annoying. He's a puppy you have to clean up after. Because according to Clarice, if you own a puppy, you don't have to clean after it. Red flags all around here because <laughs> Clarice doesn't like puppies. <laughs> if you ever meet someone who doesn't like puppies and they don't have a severe dog allergy, there's something <laughs> wrong with them. Okay, don't just stay away from that person. They might be perfectly nice. Maybe one of, somebody you love right now. Run. <laughs> Cut ties. <laughs> Because that's a bad sign. Everybody loves puppies. Come on. Even if you don't personally want to own one for, you know, I want to travel and I don't want to have to worry about a dog sitter, you still like dogs. That's true. Hmm. But uh, Greta So Clarice, red flags. Greta has a thing for Zeke and I'm rooting for Zeke. I'm like, hey, Greta's pretty. Mm -hmm. You look like you need a friend. So maybe <laughs> you guys should start dating. It's cool. not like it's I, for I, the I wrong. It's not like it's for the wrong reason. She thinks he's attractive. She likes that he's smart, right? She, she sees who he is. Like he's fumbling in class, but he's also top of the class. She's not idolizing um, him. She's into it. Yeah. So like obviously they're setting up for for Greta and and Zeke to go out. So Greta grabs Clarice to go over to him and ask him what's wrong with the volcano. Greta doesn't care. Greta doesn't care about the volcano, but it's it's a it's to break she's the ice. In. Yeah, it's her in just to break the ice. And <laughs> he tells her that if you mix manganite with water, manganite sounds like a If you mix magnemite <laughs> with water, it explodes. Yes, you get a lava surprise. Um but let's see. Clarice rolls her eyes and leaves and takes off with Greta. And Mr. Brooks comes back and dismisses class and spits on Zeke as he's leaving. <laughs> and uh, custodian comes in to clean it up. And uh, you could tell that they're close because the custodian walks in and he's like, Zeke, another mess? Come on, man. So they know each other. So after class, Zeke walks up to, to Greta. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he walks up to Clarice, the one that's not interested in him. And he tells her that since she's on the swim team, he has a surprise to show her. Because, you know, it's not like Greta's not on the swim team. Let me show her to Clarice. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. And I don't know why he's not interested in Greta. 
We'll never know, man. Because, like, why? Why is he so picky? Why is he going for the girl who clearly doesn't like him? I I guess that's just his style. But kudos to both of them. She met him at 7.30 in the morning in the boys' locker room. And... (laughs) Good thing these are TV teenagers and not real-life teenagers. That's all I'm saying. But he tells her that while he was calculating the volume of the school, he noticed that there's more volume than what we see. So that could only mean there's a secret passageway behind the lockers that he reveals to Clarice with a door that just says, to pool. The school needs supervision (laughs) and some chains. If you're going to bar off an area... Put some chains on it. Why don't you cement up that whole place? <laughs> you just put a lock. What kind of lazy build is that? You put lockers in front of it. But like that, that was their solution to a problem of kids drowning in this pool. <laughs> like, You think they'd pave it over and build a parking lot or something? Yeah, like, dude. Like they're like, yeah, let's just get rid of all this real estate and no <laughs> one's going to question why there's this big section of the building that nobody goes into. You can see it from the outside, but this is clearly the schematics of a kid where it's yeah. like, I blocked the door. So no one else knows it's here. <laughs> Cause things like, well, that'll be it. Right? Like you can't see it anymore. Kids keep drowning in this pool. We have to close it off. <laughs> 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 they don't know about capitalism. We're keeping this baby running. <laughs> Do you just have you have to sign a waiver before you go in the pool, and there's a big sign. Mm-hmm. And we're all good. Yep. So, Actually, how many? If they just let it ride, right? Mm-hmm. Would it just keep killing kids indefinitely? Like, yeah. When would it stop? When is it going to be like, all right, that's enough? <laughs> I don't know. It's insatiable. It just kills all the kids in the world. The, the government years. would take it. And use it to, like, I don't know, execute people or something. <laughs> Just build a prison over it. I don't know. I think your uh, pave over it and just put a parking lot idea sounds good. <laughs> Every time you park, you get attacked. <laughs> um, so, Clarice being on the swim team was like, hey, I have to drive an hour to practice. And we have a pool in the school. You best believe I'm going to make sure this pool opens. And we get a shot of Zeke following Clarice. And, well, he tries to be like, hey, you know, if you like this idea, maybe we should bring meet up sometime. She's like, don't push it, man. I came over here at 730 in the morning. He's like, fine. Again, and- ask out Greta. She's down. I don't know. <laughs> but time goes by. Apparently, this lady gets what she wants. Um, cause Clarice made that swimming pool happen in a matter of weeks. Yep. So they cleaned that shit up. I, I, I'm presuming they made the janitor do it all by himself. <laughs> and he cleaned up the entire pool and filled it with chlorine filled water. And it was running. Yeah. It was up and running. It, lo- it looked he's like the only, he's the only staff member <laughs> I've seen in the whole thing. Well, and that include like other than the teacher too. Like he's, they're the only staff members. Well, they shelled out all that money for Jay bro- so they can, they can have enough. They can afford any other cast members. Even then, he was a big star. He charged a lot. <laughs> so, school's up and running. Oh, it's not school. The pool's up and running. The swim team's practicing there. We see shots 
of something lurking under underwater looking at these um at the swim team practice uh, and they're playing like a little like jaws theme like mm-hmm. as this thing's underwater and then we as Clarice and Greta are talking we hear um no we hear them say that something smells like rotten eggs uh-oh that's what Joe said so they get out of the pool immediately before anything can happen mm-hmm. but clearly something's not right yeah. And since we're following Clarice in this episode, she's not doing <laughs> Yeah, it's so- like what happened? Why are we following her? I, I miss Zeke. She uh she's not doing so well in chemistry class and your boy Big Zeke rolls on over on his chair with wheels and literally he's, like, hey. he's so good in class they gave him a wheelie chair. <laughs> he rolls out like, Hey, you need some help? And then she's like, Um like, like I'm failing if I don't bring my grades up in chemistry, I'm going to get kicked off the swim team. And you just see <laughs> Greta in the back, just like her head slowly turns and sees like, the situation. <laughs> what have you, you told me you didn't like him. You said you hate puppies or something stupid like that. You, and, and then like, this kid. Hold hmm? up. Like that actress deserves all the money in the world. Because that look of betrayal behind the scenes was perfect. She went on to do some other stuff, apparently. She became a little bit bigger known, like a, a more well-known actress. Nice. But I'm not familiar with what she did. But she did a great job in this. Yeah. She she seemed like she wasn't acting. <laughs> I feel like the part was written for Greta, and Clarice's actress was just like stepping in, <laughs> improvising some lines. <laughs> Zeke rolls on over and he's like, hey, Clarice, chemistry is my thing, obviously. So I'm going to teach you and you can give me something in return. And she's like, what am I going to give you? And they don't say anything, which is really weird. He just... And then they cut to them at the pool yeah. at night with no supervision, which again is like, that's a recipe for disaster <laughs> with teenagers. Um, but luckily... Nothing bad happens, and he just wants some swimming lessons because Zeke is a super scared of the water. Yeah, well, Greta, not Greta, Clarice, Clarice stole the pool keys from her swim coach. Yeah, she did. She did do that, so but no repercussions are happening there. So she's when she learns that he's afraid of the water, she gets an inflatable raft and they go into the middle of the pool and she tries to encourage him to touch the water, make sure there's nothing, not make sure, but like assure him that there's nothing there, nothing waiting for him. He's fine. And as he starts touching it. I want to point out that they've been at this pool for at least 20 minutes just hanging out. All right. They've been at this pool 20 minutes. They get the inflatable (laughs) blown up. They put it in the water Everything is happening around them in plain view. And Clarice jumps in the water just to show him that nothing, everything's safe. But all of a sudden, she feels a tug. Something's going on. She's, she's scared, and then she hears, Boo! And it's Greta. Greta comes out. She jump, runs out of the water, and she's like, oh, I thought you didn't like puppies. And she left, like... <laughs> Bitter. Yeah. Bitter. She left bitter. And you know what? I'm kind of on Greta's side. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, Clarice? She liked one guy who no one else was going for, and you had to snipe him like that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and like I mentioned earlier, how the fuck did Greta get under the pool without them noticing? She must have been holding her breath <laughs> and doing a record or something like that. She was pulling off the David Blaine underwater trick or something. You know what pulled her through this? Hatred what? and bitterness <laughs> and pettiness. All of that just, just made her <laughs> hold her breath for that long. I think the entity that's in the pool is just the after image of her pure <laughs> fury. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> and it could travel through time. <laughs> it transcends time. The woman's fury. Yes. How dare you? So uh, um on on the boat, the something that really confused me and something that I have like a little bit of issue with with the script. Mm-hmm. Um he tells a story about why he's scared of the water. Mm-hmm. And it was because he almost drowned as a kid and his brother saved him. Yeah. That's what he says in this show. And that's super similar to the cold open of this episode. Yeah. So I really heard that and I was like, oh, so he's the kid. So the kid didn't die. But that wasn't the case. They later revealed that that happened in the 50s and that kid did die. Mm-hmm. So that part of it just really confused me. I think they could have came up with like, a more different story for why he's scared in the pool you know like his sister pushed him in or something that's like a little different where it's not the same thing as what happened in the beginning yeah that'd be cool like he uh like he i don't know do you have an alternative i would like why is he scared of the water i don't know i'd say he was at the beach and he was with his cousins just to make it extra different and he swam out too far and he almost drowned, and they saved him. Yeah. That's it. Or like he got caught in riptide. Yeah, Anything. Or, who knows? Maybe, maybe his like mom was the sister, and she yeah. she was just like, "Nah, you're." The, <clears throat> his mom was the sister in the beginning, and she's just like, "Nah, I hate pools. Now nah, you hate pools." And he's she like, taught him to hate pools because her brother died. All right, that would be cool too. Something, you know. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It's kind of it's kind of confusing. Copy. Copy paste. Yeah. He did say a line that I like though. It's like he almost died in the pool. Um, and uh, every time he goes to the water, he always feels like the water wants to finish the job. Like he cheated death, and every time he gets in there, it's like, nah, we're we're we wanted your life, and we're gonna do something about it. So, what a coincidence. Because now he's in a real situation where that's gonna happen. I mean, that's a good metaphor, honestly. But, but he, uh, so they're there. Clarice is back in the raft, and that's when they start feeling pushes and pull. Like she wants him to touch the water to get used to it, but he gets pulled into the wa- the the water, and he looks pretty cool. Like that looked real. Like somebody actually tugged him into the pool. I was like, oh shit. It's come good acting, but uh, they they hurry back into the raft and it, it's like something's trying to push them over and they're trying to you know paddle their way to the uh, was it to the to the floor or whatever to to safety, but then it's like okay he's just gonna pull whatever pulled us is gonna pull us into the pool if we put our hands in there, so we just wait, but. Whatever this entity is decides to push them all, like push over the raft, and they're in the pool. Clarice grabs uh, Zeke immediately, and 
old janitor Charlie is there to rescue him. And he comes with a warning. Apparently, he's a lifeguard from earlier in the show. Mm. And he reveals it wasn't just Joe that died. It was four other kids that died after him. And that's when he reported it and no one believed him. And the kids started dying. It took four more (laughs) for them to do something. That's how bad they were like, we're not closing this pool. And he said that when he went in to save Joe, it was it's like when he was trying to pull him up something was pulling back and that's he's like okay this something's not right here and then he looked into the history and it was built over a cemetery <laughs> my favorite trope ever and it's just like yeah they built this over a cemetery i guess when they moved the bodies they forgot one and its spirit just lives on getting revenge for disturbing its sleep that's why we don't bury things in our backyards folks <laughs> And so but that's a trope, like the the whole dead body thing, disturbing the dead body. If anyone didn't believe in ghosts, they could just like go build a shack over somebody's grave and see what happens. Because mm-hmm. apparently that always results in like a haunting, right? Yeah. Disturbing the bones of anybody, really. They used to make it very specific. I think in Poltergeist, it was like an Indian burial ground. Yeah. But... I guess it could just work with anybody's bones, right? It doesn't have to be anyone in particular. So when I go, Rip, I want you to move one of my bones and just see what happens. Obviously, you'll still be alive. (laughs) I'm going to move that bone into an Arby's. (laughs) So you can haunt (laughs) another one. Then I'll really haunt. I'll bring bring out all the stops. (laughs) Bring Zebo with me and haunt the shed. Put it into a subway. You serve roast beef? (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe they serve roast beef. So, um, Such a weird sandwich item. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Zeke was like, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Charlie, the janitor, was like, yeah, uh, every time you know it's about to come because it smells like, like something's rotting. And then Zeke was like, no, it smells like acid. And they go to the chemistry lab, and he pulls out what the fuck? Magnemite. No, no, not magnemite. Magnemite uh, orange. Yeah, something orange. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, methyl orange. Methyl orange. <laughs> methyl orange. And when methyl orange reacts to something acidic, it turns red. So he throws it onto the pool. Which and we'll everybody, just pretend is true. And we get gloves and safety goggles happening. And we see a red ooze slowly begin to take shape. And the fucking red zombie corpse emerges out. And this is the coolest looking thing. And even to, to in today's standards, I still think this looks a lot better than a lot of the other things I've seen. Because uh, it's practical. And we keep doing CG garbage today. This thing was real. It looked real. It was scary. And we, it was only scared because it was real. There was an actual physical thing that looked like that, even though it was made of, you know, costume parts. And what was it? It uh, it's clear that they were trying to figure out a way to have a bloody corpse come out of the prop out of the water, and they, they can't to... say blood, and they can't even say red because <laughs> they already said they already like dropped the ball and been like we're trying to do blood. Mm-hmm. So they said orange, and they just went ahead and made it red. <laughs> So it looks like a bloody corpse. It's pretty cool. Um, I also like that in Stig's mind, 
chemistry is gonna definitely have an effect on the supernatural ghosts yeah and it's that's like the mind of a child kind of thing like i i just i like when silly things like that happen in these stories it's like of course it's gonna work chemistry is awesome it's gonna fight the ghost so <laughs> yeah so the bloody corpse comes out of the pool it's kind of sick um it looks really scary it's probably why people think this is the scariest episode of them all Charlie f- and, freaks out. He's huh? in shock. Charlie goes into shock because he now has a visual representation of the 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 ghost that's been ha- that took away his job when he was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it did, really. It was in his brother. I don't know. It traumatized him. Yeah, for sure. And as Clarice is trying to get Charlie to a safe place, um, Zeke hits it, and it just goes through because it's made of water. So he's just like, okay, this thing's made of water. So he runs back mm. to. Wait, uh, I want to point out it was Charlie, right? The the janitor. Yeah. I don't feel bad that he lost his job as a kid. <laughs> he was a terrible lifeguard. <laughs> he definitely should have lost his job. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't his fault the kid drowned, but does it make him a good? Yes, it was. <laughs> he wasn't looking. If the kid drowned normally without making a sound, it'd be his fault. <laughs> I blame you, Charlie. I don't feel bad. Go to the cardiac arrest right now. So that's what he's doing. Uh, because this thing's made of water, it can go through the pipes, and when they're in the locker room, it comes out and attacks them. And, and as it comes out of the pipes and the water and the drain, it looks like blood oozing up, and yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. That's a sick effect. Even though it's not blood, it's water with methyl orange producers. But my favorite is that once this zombie comes up, almost instinctively and immediately, Clarice and Zeke get the fuck out of there and leave Charlie's shocked in a shook state there. You know, Charlie was having like you know a panic attack at first, but now he's literally gonna have a heart attack. Like that <laughs> that is the scariest thing to be left alone with. But I guess they they knew this was gonna happen. They decided to chase after him. Hmm. And Clarice has a brilliant idea. When they're in the chemistry lab, uh, she remembered uh, Zeke's experiment with uh, his, the volcano and was like, let me get some magnemite and throw this onto the zombie. But Zeke slaps it out of her hand because if it if she touched it, it would have burned her hand. So now just uh, the... Zeke? St- Zeke is like... You fool. Moisture explodes when it comes to contact with this. That's why I slapped it out of your hand into the swimming pool. <laughs> Fuck Zeke. He could have blew up the whole building, apparently. Yeah. So now Clarice has to jump in and get the Magnonite in from the, the container. And mm-hmm. as soon as she goes in... The sealed container, so it yeah. didn't blow up yet. Uh Zeke notices the red ooze going into the pool. It comes out and it slowly starts chasing her. And she's in a state of shock now because she doesn't know what to do because she's saying this thing. Maybe it's her the red ooze effect. Yeah. The red ooze effect looked like that one other 90s show that you know the oh, name of. And shit. I know you're going to pull it because I don't know it. Secret World of Alex Mack. I know. You don't have to. Exactly. You don't That's have, where I don't they have got to look the pull effects. That I don't have to yeah. pull Yeah. Secret World of Alex Mack. That's a great one. Oh, yeah. I don't have to she turns into the silvery goo thing. It's super icky. And I remember that. Yeah. 
She was telekinetic. Was she had the power of puddles. It was such a weird blend of powers, though. Like she had the mm-hmm. telekinesis, could turn mm-hmm. into a puddle, and she can hit, shoot electricity from her fingers. She had it all, dude. Like, <laughs> so her yeah. turning into a puddle reminds me of that other '90s property where it was like Blam, and they had like the superhero toy team, and oh. one of them their power was just turned in, turned into a puddle. Or something like that. Well, Action League now. Or melting Man or something like man. that. Melt Man. <laughs> he just melts. With the power to melt. And oh. they just kept burning the toy and, yeah. burning and making the toy melt. It was so gross. Anyway, back to this. So, um, what was it? So, Kazik jumps in the pool. He can't swim, but he's doing his best. The water splashed onto Clarice and knocked her out of it. She ran to not save Zeke, but to save him in a different way. Uh, she opened the Magnonite using gloves, because there has gloves there. And yeah, she they weren't wearing it before, but they had some conveniently placed next to the pool. And it kills this dude. Well, before that happened, Charlie apparently <laughs> is alive because that didn't, didn't kill him when he was in a shock state. Pulls mm-hmm. him out. She throws the magnet, it dies, and he looks like, and Charlie looks like he's about to cry because the things that's been haunting his nightmares for so many years is it's dead. gone. Now, I know you're asking yourself, how did it die? It's already dead. I don't know. <laughs> Chemistry killed him. Chemistry kills Chemistry. ghosts in this stig world that they live in, oh, which yes. is cool. And. Stig tells us that it never harassed or bothered anybody ever again. And as for Zeke and Clarice, well, decided to date, proving Greta right, that -hmm. Clarice is a two-time snake. (laughs) On the side of the pool, they have the blow-up inflatable device Mm -hmm. that they're both cuddling in, and they're reading a book together, and Clarice is turning the page for him, and he's just like, you want to go for a swim? And she's like, yeah. And she jumps in the pool, and he doesn't follow her in. He just keeps reading reading in peace. (laughs) He's just like, get out of here, basically, and starts reading alone. I thought that was a real power move. Or the other way to interpret that is that he still hasn't learned to swim. And after that whole experience, he's like, yeah, fuck fuck the pool. I'm not going to another pool in my entire life. Never tell me nothing's out there to get me. I always feel like that whenever I jump into the pool... That the the into water, the water wants to finish the job, and a little red zombie, mon- uh, spirit tried to kill him. Like he he's essentially correct at that point, right? Imagine trying to explain that to a therapist. They're <laughs> like, "All right, well, you know, something crazy here. Get the paddy wagon." So, um, Stig is done. The end. Tucker's good like, story. Good story. A little wonky on the chemistry stuff but none of them can correct them because they don't know enough about chemistry to you know call him out on it yeah so as we talked about before he needs to do a little bit more listening and storytelling before they finally um yeah accept him because they have a vote and he fails that vote and i think um it's a testament to how strong his story was that they're even considering him for another go because he's a he's a little bit much his personality is really unlikable and 
a bunch of members didn't go for it, but they're willing to give him another chance just because of how good his story was. Now, when we're going to go to guess who's telling the story next week, I have to guess it's Stig again, right? Like, <laughs> doesn't Stig have to prove, him, prove himself? Uh, no, because they want him to listen to other people's stories. So now he they have to see how he reacts when other people are talking. Because if he just says, oh, your story sucks, or he's just like a dick, then... It gives him a big kiss. Yeah. And he's out. So a couple things here for trivia. Um, our boy Zeke also did an episode on Goosebumps called Welcome, Welcome to Camp Nightmare. As played Billy Harlan. Nice. Um, oh, the entity in this episode, by the way, was called The Corpse. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Any other cool fun facts? Oh, there's a couple. Um, obviously Jay is in this episode. Um, Mm. but he shows up more in the series revival, so that's interesting. So he is a player in this. Uh, I didn't know that about him. Uh, let's see. This is Stig's first story. Uh, Mr. Brooks uh, played Ichabob Crane. And let's see. This is You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. If the pungent acidic odor smelled of rotten eggs as the janitor described, the only acidic acid that comes close to smelling as such is sulfuric acid, H2SO4 and would need a stronger base than methyl orange to dilute the pH of of the being down to minus 7.0, which is supposed to be pure water's pH. Thank you. <laughs> I wish Gary said that. And then he'd say, you're out. And then he'd never come back. And then Frank comes back and we're all happy. But Joby's right. This was considered one of the scariest episodes. It's, it, it's on the top stage. Like top list, every if like the scariest episodes of Ari Fred of Dark. It's cool. It's cool. 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 Gassy Grinner has to be number one on all those lists. <laughs> if you find a list where it's not, it's a bad list. <laughs> all right. Uh, next episode for our list is The Tale of Station 109.1. This is where we predict what we think it's going to be based on the title and who's going to say it. So, who do you think is going to say this one? Uh, well, I wanted to say Stig. It might be you Stig. Made that, you made that point. I'm going to still say Stig. Yeah. Because I feel like they want to make a decision here and now and not put a bag over his head every episode. Yeah. So I'm going to say Stig just for that reason alone. Damn, but you make a good point on that. But what's the next episode called again? What did you say? The Tale Station 109.1. I honestly think that's just like a ghost station, a station that only shows up every now and then, and they try to go to where that uh, radio station broadcasts from, and it turns out to be scary and haunted. Mm. Yeah, it has to be something like that, something at a radio station. Almost like if you're listening to a horror podcast. Yeah. And you try to find out the origins of the two podcasts. The tale of the phantoms <laughs> of the silver screen. <laughs> and they turned out to be not alive thing is that they they put their podcasting station right over a 
burial <laughs> ground. <laughs> <laughs> like the episode of South Park. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, yeah. I took the corpses, I flipped them upside down, peed on it, and flipped them back over. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? Like, why were you, uh, why'd you do that? I don't know. I got really drunk. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's uh, Zeke. And the story will be exactly like that. The the station, the radio station 109.1 will be haunted by some kind of ghosts and they have to go over there and figure it out. Yeah. It sounds like a fake station too. 109.1. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, 109.1 keeps picking up ghostly broadcasts. I'm going to say this is Gary just because okay. like, I don't know. It just feels like a Gary story. Uh, to to add more to this, I would say Gary because like a radio station, he's into electronics and stuff. I feel like I could see him bringing out a radio station, like a radio, um, a radio, <laughs> and just be like, "Yeah, I was messing with this," and then it came up with this story and all that stuff. Okay, because if it wasn't him, I would say this was a Frank story. Well, I wish it was a Frank story. Because <laughs> mistaken. Can you imagine if Station 109.1 had a Dr. Vink? Come on. This oh, man. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to 109.1. In fact, I'll even go as, I'll even like double down on this point by saying that he, they buy the radio station from Sato. That would be sick. Now I hope you're right. <sighs> but yeah, so with all that being said, any last words, Jumbi? Shampoo, conditioner, rinse, and repeat. Shampoo, conditioner, rinse, and repeat, indeed. And with that, we conclude another episode of Phantoms of Silver Screen Podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a like, subscribe, follow, anything to show us that you love us, because we love you. And if we have to face our fears of getting into the water, we'll do it.